Wobbly Arrow Podcast, featuring your favorite hosts, Justin Horn and Jimmy Neese. I think I got a tick in my butt crack. Welcome to the Wobbly Arrow Podcast. Gay? Speaking of gay, oh, there's uh, gay right there, Levi Morgan. You know, basically knocked all the tail feathers off them chickens by, you know, using them. <laughs> I've done that to so many damn animals. Uh, damn, this shit smells good. <laughs> you, you look good, you feel good, you hunt good. So, here we are again, the new segment, Poacher of the Week. That's how you know you fucked up. Yeah, that's how you know you <laughs> fucked up. You bought an Android phone, you dumbass. <laughs> Good morning from the ATA show again, although it won't be morning when you hear this. We have one of our favorite guests every year. He made it by finally, Greg Poole and his beautiful, lovely wife, talented wife, Kathy. What up? What up? Hello. How are you guys? <laughs> I'm good. My wife's nervous. Look at her over there. She thinks the microphone's going to steal her soul. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just sucks it right out of your nose. Yeah. Stop it. We're not live. There's nothing to be nervous about. No. We it- are so off the cuff, ADD, ADHD style. We can be talking about something serious and slide right into glistening butt cheeks and back to something serious. Just so there's nothing to. You realize who she lives with. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There you she, go. she's a card carrying pro in in fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I want to ask you, Greg. OK. You like took a grenade, pulled the pin and lobbed it into the crossbow world. Mm-hmm. How How has the blowback been on that? Because you came mm-hmm. out, had a podcast with Greg. Yeah. How's that been? Uh, it's been great. It, it It absolutely did exactly what it needed to do. And first of all, here's the problem. Y'all pull up your big boy panties and quit being bitches. Yep. Because there is no reason that a left coast non-crossbow shooting knowing some bitch like me should be starting these conversations. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, number one, like I said on the podcast, archery uh, uh, crossbows, they ain't shit on the left coast. We don't care. Yeah. 94% of people that hunt with crossbows hunt whitetail. You, You... so that's it. Yeah. So it's right. like, look, when we start talking about this, it is it is one of those issues. That's one. Yes, it's a fiery topic. We are in the same situation that um, a bunch of the old white dudes in this room were in back in the 60s. Oh, compound bows are going to be the death of everything. Well, first of all, no, right. um, that didn't happen. Yep. Now we are facing a little bit different issue right now. First of all, I'm going to adjust this because looking yeah. through you through this bracketry. Yeah. Is, Justin, uh, will you help him yeah. pull that down? I'm, I was going to say, I feel it, but the whole table's moving. So <laughs> I'm, uh, bam. There. Straight up. There right. you go. There we go. Yeah. You talk kind of into the side of it. All right. Yeah. So, so, you know, as we, as we go to do this, it's like, look, is you're right over there. Gordon? No, I'm all right. You're like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I might as well just leave. There's no I mean, reason for me I mean, to be here. I can just walk over there. He's over there trying to cross his legs to hide the halfy, but we're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, if so, I had a half a child, I'd let you see it. I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll let that slide right on down the road. But, um, so, so as we start talking about this, it, it comes down to lethality and it comes down to lots of things. However, the other dynamic that is affecting us here is the lack of growth in the overall sport. And by sport, I don't mean recreational archery because that's the only growth sector we have, but I'm not sure it's a true growth sector. But as our hunting license sales continue to go down, if we were gaining 10% a year in in hunting license sales, nobody would give a shit about this. Right. Yeah. No one would care. They'd be like, cool, business is booming, plenty for everybody. Instead, right now, what's happening is the opposite. So this, this issue is amplified. And so for me, I was thinking at it and I'm like, all right, look, first of all, I will call a spade a spade. And am I a crossbow expert? Not even close. I don't own one. I've never shot one. I don't even really care. However, the only reason I do care is because this is our industry. This is the industry that I love and live in. My wife lives it and and sometimes loves it um, based upon my behavior at the moment. Um, (laughs) It's situational. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And so for me, you know, I put up a couple posts uh, the the first one, and it's it's funny. The first post I put up was about the the competitive mentality of the coming up generations, 
And I'll just be honest, I wasn't raised with a father. I didn't even meet my dad till I was 14, and he was really just kind of a friendish, if that. Yeah. So I don't understand, or and I never experienced personally the father mentoring into the blah, 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 and tools and hunting. My mom wouldn't even let me have a gun until I was like 16. Yep. And then it was a 22. And it so that part I had to experience with my kids as I came up. So, so for me, when I look at this issue, I'm like, look, what up, what up? Um, so for me, when, when I start looking at these situations, I'm like, okay, well, the greater good supersedes all. Absolutely. Yep. And so I put up the post about the, you know, I get messages more than you could imagine. And so this guy sent me a, some guy sent me a message from a chat board. I blocked the father's name out on it. Cause that would be a dick move. Right. Yeah. He's like, my son missed a couple deer. I'm going to buy a crossbow. It's like, well, did you have him practice? Did you tune? What's his effective range? If you're letting a kid that age shoot at 50 yards and he keeps missing, well, there's okay. If, yeah. if, if he's missed four deer at 12 yards, perhaps he shouldn't be hunting at all, or you need to actually teach him to shoot better. Right. Right. You know? I didn't have any of that information, but the idea was to start a conversation and, and look, I knew the podcast was coming when I put up the post. I'm, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Right. And so, <laughs> so you're, you're hyping your own shit, getting ready to come up. I am. Uh, I am. Uh, pouring gasoline. Uh, right. I'm, yeah. She's not wrong. And so, yeah, I, I was prepping. Right. And so, you know, so I put up that post. People like you're anti crossbow. And I'm like, show me where I said that. This was about the, the mentality yep. of our culture right now. Yep. Right. And then the second post I put up was about marketing. Neither of them were anti-crossbow. I'm not anti-crossbow. I am common sense and I am common man- common sense management. Yep. And so the second one was about a, a given crossbow that on their homepage of their website literally says, uh, meet your next rifle. Well, that kind of takes a big steaming pile of shit on any crossbow person's argument that crossbows aren't like rifles. Yep. Like, oh, well, if your own leading company is saying, meet your next rifle, you you, you just kind of fucked yourself. Yeah. Yep. Because now your argument doesn't hold any water. Right. Yeah. And so I put that up as that and then obviously did the podcast with Greg Ritz. Now, I understand and I've gotten a bunch of stuff. I, I look, I'll just be honest with you. I have access to information. Most don't suck it. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm here. You're right. there. What do you do for a living? You have information about your industry that I don't, but you don't see me whining like a stuck pig about it. Yep. Right. So I put out, so I literally took, and here's why I did it. I took the first 15, 20 minutes. Why is this monster empty? I don't know. I drank it. He drank it. <sighs> Monster's our new sponsor. We're just, yeah, no shit. Product placement. <laughs> we will discuss monster in this space in a minute. Yeah. Then they are here. Um, and had I been prepared for this, I'd have brought us a case over. But uh, and I would have expected you to drink five during the podcast. Well, why not? And then we'd have the medic around the corner. I was going to go. say, yeah. yeah. And so um, you'd be Minotaur pissing green fire. He'd be clinging from the rafters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I think there's a brass pole in that little trailer. Right? Letting it rain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so and so when I started to talk to Greg Ritz, I literally took the first 15 or 18 minutes of the podcast and just data dumped. And the reason I did that is once you guys know, once you get in a, my podcast, especially because some people call it informative. Some people, my wife calls it stirring the shit, whatever. But there's a lot of data a lot of times, yep. not just opinions. Right. And so in this particular podcast, I needed to make sure that once me and Greg got into it, I wouldn't be able to fit in all the data I needed to because it's not how the ebb and flow works. So I literally took the first 15 to 20 minutes and was like, okay, I'm going to data dump all this information so people have it in the beginning. Yep. Right. And then, then talk about it. Then, yes, exactly. Yeah. Then me and Greg, Greg Ritz didn't know that information either. And I didn't tell him beforehand. Yep. So he was literally drinking from a fire hose like all the listeners were listening to that. And afterwards, he's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I had all this shit I wanted to say. Right. And uh, he made some great points, and and we'll get to that. But um, I, down, I just data dumped all that because people needed to know what that – actual truth was right upright bow sales are about 365 million dollars a year crossbows are almost to 140 the shit ain't going away no at all yep and so the the whole entire gist of my conversation with greg was number one and this is this is the big this is the boiled down cliff notes version of the entire topic and 
And that is, um, they're not going to go away. How do we accurately and properly manage them to maintain our wildlife resource? And that's it. It doesn't matter what your feelings are, if you're anti this, that, or the other. It's just like any other topic out there. You, you absolutely have to have the proper information. And the, the tagline that came out of it for me is, I've gotten hundreds of messages from people that will like in my area and my area and my area. And like I said on the podcast, none of them bitches are the same. Right. Yeah. Oh, in my no. area, it's decimated us. Well, in my area, we've been doing it for 25 years and no one cares. It didn't do anything. A, and so here's the here's the tagline. A sampling is what's happening in your area. A consensus is what's happening everywhere. Yeah. And your sampling where you are doesn't mean shit unless that is what the consensus overall is. Right. Yeah. It's the average. Right. Well, in our world, whether it's Oregon with the um, uh, the the anti-logging spotted owl debate deal back in the 80s, decimated logging entirely. And then they come to find out that, well, the reason that the spotted owls were gone was another owl was eating them. Right. Yeah. It wasn't logging. But it decimated an entire industry. Yep. Down in Klamath Falls, Oregon, they had these sucker fish in the Klamath Falls Basin Lake and tributaries. Oh, some dipshit scientist comes out and counts them and goes, they're endangered. Well, well just because they're not so many here anymore right. doesn't mean they're endangered. Right. They're just not here anymore. Right. Yeah. But there are billions of them everywhere else. So s- shut up. Right. But that is kind of what... People in our space, the outdoor management space, tend to do because they have an agenda. It's no different than when you see 30,000 scientists say global warming's bullshit. And then on the other side, you have Al Gore and his people going, well, look at what our scientists said. Well, which is right? Yeah. I don't know. Go to NASA and look at the pictures yourself. And then you tell me. I mean, if you're stupid enough to think, well, the polar ice caps are melting. New York's going to be underwater. Bitch ass, pour a glass of water, put ice cubes in it and let them melt and tell me how high the level goes up. Yeah. If you're that dumb, you shouldn't right. be doing yeah. what you're doing. And so when it comes to crossbows, I'm like, look, we we need and Greg Ritz summed it up perfectly. We got to pull the scab off of this topic. And it does irritate me why it was why it has to be me. Someone who has other than the no, industry. Yeah. I don't what I don't right. have own care about crossbows other than making sure that that they are properly categorized. And so, you know, I, I, I download all this. I, I download and put out all this data. And it's true. More crossbow customers buy crossbows and pro shops than upright customers buy upright bows and pro shops. So now what? Really? Oh, yes. Fact. Big fact. Seven percent. Really? Seven percent more customers buy crossbows and pro shops than upright bows and pro shops. That's just a fact. More compound bows are bought on the internet than crossbows. So slow your roll. Why is that? You think it'd be the opposite. Is it because of the fear factor of something different, new, and they don't understand it and they need that hands-on training, teaching? I I don't know. I mean, about 40%, Kathy, keep it down over there. About 40% of of all archery products are purchased in big box outdoor store retailers, Bass Pros, Cabela's, Shields, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I don't know exactly why that is, but I do know it is. And so when you have a, a segment that's that big coming into things, understanding the consensus, not the sampling. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I was getting ready to say. I was like, in our in, on my area, but that's what it feels like. Everybody we know goes to a pro shop. Everybody that buys a bow, they go to a pro shop. And I'm sitting here going, really? Nope. Yeah, the numbers baffle me. Sorry. Well, no, uh, yeah, I'm confused as shit right, right. now. Yeah. It's, it's true. And when you start to look at the consensus, it really makes normal people like you guys and me go, oh, well. When you said the sampling, I'm sitting there thinking, guilty. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you run with certain friends and people, and we do things a certain way, and birds of a feather kind of flock together. Right. And then you're like, well, wait a minute, how many people are doing it this other way? Oh, shit. I, I look internally like, oh, I'm the minority. What? Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> maybe I need to poke my head out from underneath my rock. Exactly. And see what other people are doing. Uh, That's an exact fact. And, and Greg Ritz made some great points. I mean, I look, I, I 
I believe that knowing what you know is is good. But I believe it's even more important to know what you don't know. Yes. Because if, if you don't know what you don't know, you make an ass out of yourself. Yep. And for me, I deal with a lot of stuff on the Internet where I will literally say stuff. I am 100 percent true that I know is true. And some Internet keyboard band, it'll be like, no, that's not true. It's like, bro. Bump I wasn't up. asking the question. Yeah, I'm literally telling you, I'm t- giving you data. Yeah. It's not up for discussion. Right. I didn't make it. It's not my opinion. It's data. And yet people on the Internet just want to argue about it. And that's just what it is. And so Greg Ritz made some great points. Um, you know, I hit him with the FET. And, I'm. you know, I've gotten a lot of messages where people are like, I can't believe you asked him that. Well, Why? Well, do you think I brought him on there to give him the TP treatment? Right. I mean, come on, man. He's a big boy. You obviously have not been listening to my podcast. (laughs) If you think I bring people on to kiss their ass. Right. Yeah. That is not the case. Yeah. Quite the opposite. However, I am fortunate that I get to bring on people from whoever and whatever, and they can talk about topics with me because they know it's safe. Look at that. Kathy, that's the first time I've ever seen one of those bags we have. Look at that. That is the best. Oh, yeah. That's the best rolling travel bag we've ever had. We've had one for 15 years and it's really? still going. Really? Amazing. That wow. was that was random. Anyway. That's okay. Hey, we roll so, random. Man. Had <laughs> it's in our DNA. Swirl. There it is. Exactly. And so so he brought up the point on the FET because I said, look, two customers walk into a shop. One buys an upright bow. One buys a crossbow. The upright bow guy has to contribute about another $400, $500 in products that contribute to FET. The other one does not. And his immediate reaction, which was pretty damn good, was that crossbow guy might not even have bought anything if it wasn't for a crossbow. And I was like, damn it. (laughs) How do you argue that? And so that's when I said in the one post, I'm coming to the realization that it's better to have them and not like them than to like them and not have them. Right. Yeah. Because where the hell would we be? Without, Without that 140 million. Bam. Yeah. I mean, even if we say, okay, even call it half. If this industry went down another 70 million, we'd be effed. Yeah. In yeah. A, in a big way. I mean, look at the space we're in right now. Have you guys been to the end of the building here where the monster thing yeah. is? I, yeah. I haven't. No. Okay. So you see that wall behind there? That's yeah. not the wall. That's the fake part. That's the partition. There's a hundred yards of building behind there that we're not using anymore. Oh, oh really? If yeah. you go over here to PSE, yeah. there's a wall behind the shooting lanes over yeah. there. That's not the wall. That's a partition blocking off 50 yards of unused space. Wow. Really? Let that, that sink in for a minute. Oh, it's, Look at if, if it you felt walk smaller this year. I wasn't going to. If uh, you walk over there, there's about a 50. Uh, actually, it's yeah, it's easily probably 80 by 80 square where they have a bunch of chairs yeah. and a microphone and a yeah. table for somebody to talk to seven people at a time. That's never been that big before. Yep. That's unsold space that they're consolidating. It's shrinking. Yeah. Everything's shrinking. Yep. And so as I start to you know think about this stuff and I'm talking to Greg Ritz and he's like, well, what percentage of, of those crossbow people are new to it and only buying a crossbow? And what percent of them already own upright bows and are buying crossbows? And I'm like, hmm, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. However, how do you measure that? Right. I I can't right now, but I also can't dismiss it. And that's the important part. And so, look, I'll tell everybody what's my personal opinion at this point. Now, I have hundreds of text messages with Excel spreadsheets attached to them. Serious. Serious. Wow. Because I've been trying to check them on my phone and I'm way behind hundreds and hundreds. But when I click on my phone and and it brings up the Excel thing and then my Apple says to go pound sand, I'm like, shit. (laughs) So I'm going to have to reconcile all that. But right now, I believe crossbows need to have their own time and space. Just my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I literally think that you can take X amount of season and say, hey, look, you can hunt this time with an upright bow. But then after that, you got to hunt with a crow. And I think people would probably do both. And that's fine. Um, it's not easy. Like, it's not. People think it's it's a rifle. It's it's not. It right. is easier than an upright bow. But you can't go push deer with a crossbow and shoot them like you've got a damn slug gun in your hand. Right. You right. still have to know what the fuck you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, so well, in, in my mind, it might. In my mind, I've always worked it out as it's kind of like a muzzle loader. 
it's limited in range compared to a rifle. Right. You get usually only get one shot with a muzzle loader or right. a crossbow. Right. So it's kind of similar, like kind right. of same technology, but you're just limited ability. Yeah. I mean, you right. still have no have you have to know how to range unless you know it's within 20 yards. Mm-hmm. And but, I mean, it's not. But how many guys have I talked to that have said I bought this crossbow, my God, three bolts, and I'm ready to hunt at 75 yards? I'm dead on <laughs> yeah, three shots. I know. Yeah, most. Most. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like. I'm like, do you miss the shooting? Right. No, not really. Because I would miss the shooting. Just yeah, the time all summer, the preparation. It's kind of like foreplay. Right. You've been waiting <laughs> to go out with your woman for so long and you're so excited and you, you know, you get ready and you don't want to rush through it. That, that whole summer long is like the anticipation. What do you think about that, babe? I think that there's a lot of people saying that hunting is dying and there's less and less people interested in it. And I think it's a great avenue to get people out there that can't shoot a bow and if it has its own season i think that's even better you can get kids out there women out there men out there and it's fun to shoot yeah look look at her giving that all educated answer i was just talking about the foreplay part oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just kidding babe that was a, that was a, that's literally the, the best answer now you have to understand no i did not coach her but she lives the saturation life wait what do they call it when you go to another country Immersion. Yeah. She has been living the immersion archery life with me for 15 years now. Right, so yeah. she is way more educated on a lot of this stuff. <laughs> she simply through osmosis. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. When Lori talks uh, to people around me about stuff that I don't think she knows about and picks up on, she's well-versed. Oh, man, I'm telling you. She jumps in and I'm like, wow. Nice job, babe. She's been picking this up. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so so as I went through the podcast with Greg, he was making good points. There, There's no doubt. And look, let's not get it twisted. Greg Ritz is probably the leading crossbow hunter in the celebrity world. That's what it is. Yeah. He also hunts with an upright bow. He owned Horton crossbows. Of course, he's a crossbow fan. Uh, Okay. So for those of you sending me, well, Greg Ritz was just no shit. Yeah. That's. You're going to shoot your own shit. Yeah. That's what he does. He's working with Mission now. He helped design those bows. Of course, he's pro crossbow. Yeah. But I'll tell you the thing. He didn't ultimately commit to. I did say, do you think that crossbows need their own season right now? And he's like, eh, I don't know. I don't think so. But even he said after we were done, he's like, look, get all the data. He says, hopefully only you get all the hate mail. But when you compile the data, send it to me. And if we have to do another podcast, I believe in every fiber of my being that if the consensus shows that's what it is, that we will now see Greg Ritz say, well, damn, overall, yeah, we probably need to address this. But do we need to address it nationally or do we need to let the states manage this situation independently? Because there are some states, and I don't remember if it was Ohio or Iowa, but they've already been doing this for like 20 years and it's not affected Ohio jack shit. Ohio has, yeah. Ohio's oh, been doing it forever. Yeah. yeah. So how's it working out there? Yeah. Nobody seems to give a shit in Ohio. Mm-mm. So. The other the, the other part is, do you blame a fat person for being fat on the fork or the spoon or do you blame them? So is the crossbow out there doing this? No. Or is the person yeah. out there doing this? So the person is doing it. The crossbow is just the weapon of choice. Well, the part of the issue with that is, I think the crossbow is today's easy button. No doubt. People love the easiest route, path of least resistance. Get me there the fastest. I want my trophy. Right. And that's the easy button right now. It you is. can be so sufficient, proficient with a crossbow much faster than a regular bow. There's, in my there's no doubt. But well, you also got a difference between an archer and a guy who wants to kill shit and a hunter, like, and a hunter. Just, yeah. just, just, you know, and, and I'm totally fine with a guy that's just like, I just want to kill and eat. I don't care about the sport. Right. Okay. That's fine. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like we had Tim Wells on the show uh, the other day and Tim's talking about a spear hunting and he got me freaking fired up to try spear hunting. I would love to try it. Are you going to start on yourself like he did or no? Uh, no. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I'm not just checking. Quarter <laughs> the man he is. I, I wouldn't like have made Tim. it out of there. I, I like Tim, but. When you're so hardcore at spear hunting that you spear yourself to see how it goes, that's a man right there. That's a man. That's a man. I mean, he was talking about it. And so now I'm like fired up. I'm like, give us a spear season. Damn, I want to go kill some with the spear. So I would have no problem if if Indiana said, "Okay, we're going to do spears here. We're going to do bows here, crossbows, firearms and just. Well, keep in mind, as long as and this is the another crossbow nuance 
that we're going to start getting into as time progresses. If it's rifle season, can you hunt with your bow? Yes. Mm -hmm. In Indiana, you can. In anywhere you can. It's a less primitive weapon. So here's the thing. You still have to orange up. Don't get me wrong. Well, here's the thing. In Illinois, you couldn't until three years ago. But what Illinois does, because Illinois are fucking crooks, you can't use your bow tag during a firearm weekend. You have to pay extra for firearm tags. Wear your orange and take your bow. (laughs) That's why everybody's jumping ship. That's a tax thing, and that's just Illinois for you. <laughs> yeah. But but you can hunt with a less primitive Levi Morgan. You see him out in Pennsylvania out there in the tree with his bow with all of his orange on. Yep. And rifle. So you yep. can hunt with a less primitive weapon. Yeah. If you want to hunt with a spear, you could hunt with a spear pretty much any damn time you wanted. Because if you're chucking a spear. The success rate's like 1%, according to Tim. Correct. If you're yeah. chucking a spear at a whitetail at... 44 yards good luck with that right, right. Yeah. that ain't gonna and happen are you gonna spot and stalk a whitetail at 10 feet where you're gonna actually hit it are you gonna bail out of a tree like you know with a spear and then fall down? i mean come yeah. on man yeah. so right. this the success rate is one thing but it's a less primitive weapon and that is my point is once you start classifying things as less primitive weapons you start to these classifications start to become more clear so towards the end of the podcast with greg you know, it obviously, yes, he's a crossbow fan. He is he is compensated well, and it's part of his mission statement. See what I did there with mission? Right. Yeah. That wasn't on nice. purpose, but um, to promote crossbow usage. However, Greg's bigger mission statement is to s- promote our way of living, our way of life. Yeah. And if and if the data supports that, I believe he'll be on our I don't say our side as though it's a side thing, but yeah. he, he will be on the side of common sense management. Yep. Whether we do that as a consensus nationally or whether we allow the states to do it on a sample basis, I don't care. I just want it to be done in a in a smart, ethical, conservation-based way. And, you know, that's basically the end of it. And for, for any of you listening to this podcast or my podcast, whatever, save the bullshit on well my dad blew out his shoulder or my dad's 108 nobody's talking about that guy nobody's talking and that's the thing that blows me away and you know and i'll tell people hey anytime some six foot seven white dude does some stupid shit i don't feel bad about it it's not me (laughs) right yeah so don't get it twisted when we're talking about this and you want to paint it with a brush about that if you're injured if you're a disabled veteran if you're 107 years old Get your ass a crossbow and get out in the woods. Yeah. I don't care when you hunt. Right. Yeah. You're not, you don't qualify for what we're talking about here. But in the archery world, everyone wants to paint with that same brush. So, I mean, the podcast went good. Do you think it really was a grenade? I mean, I've gotten, I get a lot of feedback anyway. Do you, just, do you just, think from, it was? just from some of the, what, what would you, how would you call that? Not, not dickhead responses, but just heated. Some oh, of yes, them seem absolutely. heated. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's a lot of vitriol around this yeah, topic. Vitriol, that's it. And, yeah, and, yeah, but there's vitriol around everything. Exactly. And days. I think those people are just waiting for an opportunity to jump behind their keyboard in their parents' basement yeah. in their underwear, drinking ho-hos and chocolate oh, milk. Oh, shit. And oh, yeah, I'm fitting to be an internet tough guy. And I'm right, going yeah. to tell ah. this Greg Pool guy what the fuck is up. And then when I crack back, they're like, you're a dick. Right. <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah. And and I mean, look, like the Greg pool you get is the Greg pool you ask for. Yeah. If you come at me with your dick out, I'm going to slap it. Yeah. Not the way you're hoping for either. (laughs) Right. And so when, when you come at me on the Internet, you know, people are like, well, why did you have to be so rude? Look, man, you know how much I have. You know how many times I do this and you know how many people I have to talk to. If you don't, if you get your feel bads hurt because of my tone and how I talked to you and addressed you. I don't call people names necessarily. Right. I'll say ignorant, but ignorance just uninformed. I call myself ignorant. Right. Um, If, if you're so triggered by the reaction I gave you to your ignorance, then you already knew you were ignorant and you were just hoping to look cool on the internet. Right. Yeah. You're, you're putting your brain Against my brain, that's all it is. Like right. it's not a, it's not how big you are, it's not how strong you are, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's to your do. brain versus mine, and odds are, eh, yours is probably going to work a little bit better because you're sitting in your mom's fucking basement. The, well, and Greg's got all the data. Yeah, he's right. got all the data. Yeah. yeah so. so I'm going to come at you looking like a jackass, <laughs> right? And he's going to respond just forcefully, like 
Sorry. That's You're making me do is. this to you right yeah. now. Exactly. Yeah. You asked me for this and then you asked me this question and then you don't like the answer. Right. And, yeah. and you don't like that. I wasn't, you know, the, the saying that I always use is people are, you know, they want to be told they're special and that their hiney is different and special from oh, everybody yeah. else's. No, number one, your hiney is definitely not special. Yeah. And yours is not different from everybody else's because you just jumped on your keyboard and showed your ass. Yeah. And we all see that it's covered in pimples and hair and needs a diaper put on it. Oh, right. And so. <laughs> see, and that's part of my problem with the Internet is it's taken away the. Wow, there's a blind guy at the ATA walking through. Yeah, I've seen him. He's at our he's uh, every day when we come in, he's standing outside the entrance over here, firing off a lung rocket, just I, standing there moving that thing. Firing off that snig. Oh, wow. I can't yeah. imagine going through. I mean, he's walking fairly fast. Yeah, he is. He's not creeping. He's he's covering some ground. He's getting his stroll on. He for is. Sure. But the thing I hate. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, I, get I, get it. I get it. The thing about that I hate about the Internet, and it's been this way since the beginning, is it's taken away the ability for people to respectfully disagree. Correct. To have constructive conversations. I love conversations. One of the reasons we started the podcast. Yeah. We just love putting the electronics down. Let's just bullshit. Let's just right. have a conversation. And with the internet, the sniping and the snark and the trying to cut deep with every single comment, it's just mm -hmm. wears me out. Well, I got the perfect example there. You guys probably saw that that I I uh, took it upon myself to support Ben Summers from, yes. from True Ball Excel with the with the Virginia thing. Yep. And so I shared his um, post about what's going to happen uh, mm -hmm. on Bow Junkie. And that kind of triggered the the trolls came out, the, the trolls came out and it went viral. Dude, he had like fifteen hundred shares. Wow. Really? Of a personal post. And there was several people that jumped on the Bow Junkie page and were spamming it, calling it fake news, mm -hmm. saying it was it was fake. It was lying. It's not true. Blah, 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 blah. Well, now we're seeing. No, no, that's not fake news. That's realer than you can be real. Yeah. yeah. Shit's happening. So, so the other Greg Poole came out and I made a post on my personal page tagging those guys personally. And I said, where are you at now, bitches? Yeah. Where are you now? I tagged them. I called them out. One guy untagged himself and blocked me. Oh, and the, oh no shit. And the, other yeah. guy is, the other guy has never been heard from again. He was saying, I have a degree in social, uh, wait, no, constitutional, whatever, whatever. He was the one, dude, he responded like 50 times on my post to people saying, Bo Junkie's spreading fake news, blah, 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 blah. Well, now we all know it's not fake news, yeah. but it's trolls like that, that more people need to call out because they just, not to attack you guys in any way, but generally guys like you will look at that and be like, what a jackass and keep scrolling. Uh-huh. What we need, what we need is for guys like you, obviously I do it, but we need guys like you and regular guys. When you see that to be like, <laughs> reply, <laughs> you're a jackass. Uh, Justin, uh -huh. my dad. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, my, my dad uh, is on everybody. Right. Yeah. If you say something stupid, he's like, oh, right. So he's yeah. retired. Retire, so retired that's his job now right. all day long, calling people out. So, but, but what happens when someone calls them out? They ghost. Yeah, they disappear. They literally ghost. And you know something that bothers me about that, too, is these these low lives that troll like that to number one to say it's fake news. And that is discrediting Ben Summers. Correct. And those people do not know Ben Summers. They don't right. know that he is a stand up dude. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. one of the one of the best. But they don't give a shit. They don't I know. That's the problem. That's what don't, fires me up yeah. about it is these cocksuckers don't even know the background. Of where it's coming from. No, they just read they the just, headline and they go, ah, this is fucking retarded. Did you see what this. Facebook did to that post of his? No. No. They put the fake news label on it. <gasps> they did. Really? Yes, they did. <sighs> they did it to Bo Junkie, which was a mark against my page. And I'll take that mark every fucking time. Well, yeah. And not Mark Zuckerberg. Right. But <laughs> I'll take that mark because that's the way Facebook works. Once you get so many marks and it, they lower your reach and you're engaged, they punish you. Wow. But... That's they put that fake news on there and it's like you sons of bitches. Yeah. Yeah. And why you're listening to him too. Well, it's because their fact checkers are super liberal. So they're trying to discredit any actual spreading of real news about the second amendment. And I'm like, Nope. Now I use Bo junkie media for hunting. I use Bo junkie media for target. And I use Bo Junkie Media's platform, which is growing 
at a rapid rate. I mean, we're almost to 77,000 now or something. Sweet. And when I got it in 2016, it was like at 18. Yep. And I've never bought a like in, in my in ever on right. Bow Junkie ever. Now you can look at some other media pages and see them jammed to 35,000 in a year. And then when they post, they get like 22 likes. Yeah, right. Yeah. And hardly any comments. Yeah. yeah. You bought likes. I'm yeah. sorry. You bought those. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. It, fake the funk. <laughs> right. You're yeah. Fake the funk with the punks. And so <laughs> I'm just like, look, man, um, I will use. I believe that the Bow Junkie platform was was built by you. It was built by you. It was built by her. It was built by me. And it was built built by the companies that support me mm-hmm. and support the platform. Yeah. And I use the platform to promote our entire lifestyle, whether it's hunting, obviously target archery, um, Second Amendment rights. Nope. You don't see me putting massive pro Trump stuff on there. I'm friends with Donald Trump Jr. We text all the time. Yeah. So I posted his elk and holy shit, did they come out of the woodwork? Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Um, that post of Donald Trump's elk reached like 230,000 people. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a b- bunch of them were antis from Belgium and Sweden. And I almost think Greta posted on there once. But oh, my God. But uh, but but I use the platform to get the word out on everything that we do for the most part. I'm not going to get ultra political. I don't consider Second Amendment stuff to be political. I consider Second Amendment stuff to be constitutional. Right. Yeah. And no different than if someone's free speech was denied to them. That's something we all need to rally around. So, you know, I'm I'm willing to put myself out there. And, and look, this is something I said to Greg Ritz after the after the podcast. And I, I'm I'm it it was in confidence, so I'm not gonna repeat exactly what he said, but I said to him in my own way, why the fuck is a left coast non-crossbow hunting some bitch like me the guy that has to bring up these topics? Why aren't crossbow people why aren't well, why why isn't anyone you know and i hate to call myself an industry guy because that's stupid right but it's but it's true it, yeah it it is <laughs> I, spades and spades what are you giggling about woman it's stupid but it's true yeah exactly well you get to call yourself an industry guy when we introduce ourselves to people that don't know our show we say we're the black sheep of the archery industry. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. hey uh, speaking of birds of a feather right. and so <laughs> Um, so he, he, the overall message that he gave me in response to that is it's scary because of those people and the backlash and look at what happened with the OPA. It was pro only and amateurs through such a fit. They started calling sponsors and about ran the shoot on about ran the shoot out of business. And so for those guys, you have to understand if you're a celebrity hunter, an industry hunter, whatever you want to call it, a personality, whatever it may be, you you, you have to tread lightly in some ways. You absolutely it's still a do. job. And you always, everybody's got a boss. I yes. mean, it doesn't matter if you can have your own business, but everybody's got a boss, which could be the customer. It's, you know, it's anything. Where your money's coming from. Right. So if you piss those people off, eh, you got problems. And it's not just pissing them off, but, and I know conservatives and people in this room hate to hear it. But these bitches are just as much part of the cancel culture mm-hmm. as anybody else. Oh, yeah. So when oh, they yeah. see liberals, oh, yeah. when they see liberals rallying around trying to boycott people and, and a bunch of hunters and, you know, conservatives are like freaking fascist liberals, they'll protest anything. And then they see a headline that says, Yeti this. I'm burning my Yeti. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeti. oh Jesus. So oh, yeah. people here are just as much in the cancel culture as anybody else just ask the opa because those amateurs not all of them of course but they started calling sponsors to try to get dollars pulled from the opa because they couldn't they couldn't play how childish right and so unfortunately you are in a position where they everybody expects it from you well i've always did it it's just who i've been forever i've not really changed exactly but the reason why the people aren't saying it is and you have to is just the position you have put yourself in. Right. I mean, no, no offense. I no, mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Well, but. it's true. And here's the thing. So the, when I, when I watch Greg, like take these ideas, uh, things that need to be covered and he, he opens up these painful topics for some people. A guy once told me, if you want to live a good life, write your eulogy and then go backwards and live it. Right. So 
the way history looks back on people when they're down in the trenches and going through the shit, it's probably doesn't smell that good. But when you get past their life and you look back, there's probably going to be a segment of the history of archery to where people like Greg Poole are going to play, have played a part in, in moving it forward, keep moving the ball forward. Cause there's going to be those guys like Greg that, Hey, it's going to stink for a while, but I'm going to get down in this shitty trench and we're going to talk about some uncomfortable stuff. So I love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know well, I that you it. don't get glory for it right now. <laughs> That's true. But at some point down the road, people are going to say that was a real son of a bitch who fought the good fight. Yep. Well, you know I appreciate what I mean? It. Well, yeah. and, and that's that's literally what it is. And and trust me, as you've seen on Bow Junkie, the sponsors aren't as many as they used to be, because when I reference the deep state of archery, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. I mean, I know in the government we talk about, you know, collusion and and paybacks and behind the door deals. If you sons of bitches knew the underhanded fucking bullshit that happens in this industry, it's Ah. the same and it's the same people. Really? Now I'm not even stupid enough to to name all these people, but I know who the fuck they are. And so do, so do a lot of people. Yeah. And as these people get run out of the game and as these tides change, that's how we're going to make real progress. Yeah. For instance, monster. I don't know if you can hear that. That's a crushing monster can that was empty when I got here because these guys are horrible guests. Uh, <laughs> um, I have water or tea or I'll transition into the monster conversation. Work with me. And so, so when we start talking about that very topic, and I made a post yesterday about, and I even made one today, but the people who are in the deep state of archery that are forcing us to literally stew in our own dirty bath water. They won't, they don't want us to pull the plug and drain that water and put in fresh water. They don't because right now they control everything. Why do you think these people are trying? Why do you think they started trying to impeach Donald Trump before he was even sworn in? Yeah, that's why. So now for those of you that were here at the ATA and been looking at posts, monster Energy's here. And that's thanks to, to, to Joe Cali and Brian Quaka Pigman. I wish he was here today out of, brought him over and had him on as well. But those guys are bringing monster energy to this space. Brian Quaka Pigman is going to be, he's, here's how it works in the real world. You, you get an initial proposal contract, some terms and stuff. You go through that process. And when that's done, you get what's called a long form contract. That's what Conor McGregor has. That's what big time monster energy athletes have. That's the way it works. So Brian's got through the first part. He's now working on the long form contract. Once that happens, Katie bar the doors, man, it shit's fitting to hit the fan. Yeah. And so bringing monster into this kind of space is scary for the people that control this space. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, you're talking about a whole different kind of. Yeah pool of money that one <laughs> company they're not going to have control over right. hands in or, that one company makes more than this entire building oh yeah revenue a year holy shit times 18 really yes oh fuck yeah put that in your pipe and smoke On it a drink yeah well this drink is the number one selling brand in walmart the number one selling brand in dollar general and one of the top three selling brands in every gas station in the country. Holy crap. Brian Quaka is going to have his own monster can. Oh, no shit. Really? Right. Oh, and that's so, awesome. And so that's the kind of thing that this sport's been waiting for. I actually met with another uh, company yesterday that, that I can't really name. But if you're here in Indianapolis and you like football, look at that stadium. Gotcha. And that'll pretty much be that. Yeah. And they are super interested in entering this space wow there are they're already at the shot show Ooh. if you're at shot show and you and you uh log into the free wi-fi you'll see who it is yeah that's their so as these large entities try to come into here the deep state that i referred to those people are scrambling like rats when you turn on the light to get in line to have their hands in that pocket because they want that control Okay, they're gonna yep. lose it. But didn't the hunting world and archery used to have like, like Budweiser, like uh, yeah, Anheuser Busch? Oh, you want those stories, do you? Uh, uh, I mean, like, but they did. Those and, are interesting, did they? huh? I, that's what I thought. I mean, uh, this, everybody this, says that. This oh, is like, from the outside. Like Pennzoil. Oh, hey, you say you used to have Pennzoil and Budweiser for one year. 
for one year? One year. Really? What, what, what happened? Was the ROI not there and they well, pulled? Back then, yes. Um, Cabela's used to be involved with that given Archer organization. It gave them 300 grand and that lasted until they asked where the money went. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, that no. same organization had the Tom fuckery going on. Mm-hmm. The uh, fucking happened right yeah. about the time they asked for that oh, ROI no. report. Um, same organization, for instance, uh, was approached by Budweiser. And those folks, and I, I have a term for it. Fuck it. It's called hypocristians. Mm. Hypocrisians? Ah, right. I like that. I like it too. <laughs> the hypocrisians said, we don't want alcohol in our sport. Ran off Budweiser. As they're packing their gear to go to the other organization that shoots 3D that has a beer garden. <laughs> As the people who put on the shoot are running to their trucks and running behind the registration trailers to pound beers. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't want that in our sport. Yeah. Bullshit. Ran that off. So we've had opportunities, but we as a collective have just fucked it off every time. Yeah. And so is that going to happen this time? It might. Um, I mean, I've put up some stuff on Bow Junkie and Kathy, bless her little heart. She. I get to read all the comments. She reads. I don't read. Do you really? Yes. I don't All have the t- messages, all the comments. I don't read all that. So if you're on Bow Junkie. And you talk shit and you send a message talking shit and Bo Junkie Junkie replies to you and it's not the tone you were expecting. That's because Kathy told me about it. Oh, Oh. well, good to know. Every once in a while, Kathy, just right in your day, will be like, Kathy, I love you. You're such a sweet lady. (laughs) And there'll be this one post from Jimmy Neese that's going to say, Kathy, I love you. She's the the person reading them. I'm not going to fake the funk. It's exactly what it is. Kathy reads all the messages. Every single one. Kathy reads. Now, let me ask you, does that sour your mood at all? No. It just rolls off your back and you move on. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm pretty easygoing, so okay. I just read it. Some of it I find super entertaining. Some of it I find inappropriate, and I'll let oh, Greg I know. That shit. And or I'll block it myself. Or okay. I very rarely do I take anything off because I think you know people should be able to, right to say what they want to say yeah. as long as it's not super disrespectful. Yep. Um, but other than that, I will let Greg know, and if he feels like it's something he needs to address, then he will. How many dick pics a day does a uh, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, no it's funny way. you should mention that. So, so this is going to sound weird, but my wife's cherry was finally popped. Oh, and no. we were over talking to Josh and Sarah Bomar. And I said, and I, I swear to God. So my <laughs> wife, who's fine as frog hair, great woman. Week ago, two yes, weeks ago. It was a week ago. Finally got her first facebook message dick pic <laughs> this is not an invitation to send me anymore right no, right sarah bomar turns her and she goes congratulations welcome uh, to the club uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> i get 17 a day right uh, right so kathy sends me not that but i'm like i'm at the gym and she's like literally text me i got my first dick pic uh. <laughs> First of all, I'm like, well, hey, it's, a, it's not your first, uh, right. um, but it's your first one you didn't from a stranger. want, right? right from yeah. a stranger. And I'm like, send me who it is, because I'm like, if this bitch is an, if this dude's an archer, I'm fitting to have Levi Morgan, Josh Bomar, John Dudley, Cam Haynes. I will have every single person I know post at the exact same time and tag his wife. Oh wow! Oh yeah. It turned out. It turned, yeah, I will burn him to the ground. <laughs> That's fantastic. Turned out he was just a sex freak. Yeah. Okay. So he wasn't an archer. He, he was, he was just a random, yeah. he was attracted just to Kathy. Just a random guy. Yeah, threw it his, out there. His whole page was nothing but se- but sex. He's throwing mud at the wall. Yeah. Exactly. See, that's so yeah. I'm like. He's not living a lie. Correct. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Props to that. Exactly. He's keeping it real for him. But, uh. But I mean, no, I mean, Kathy does a great job, but but that's basically how it works. Look, I don't have time to look at all the comments, read all the messages and all of that stuff. But when Kathy feels that she'll be like, you need to look at this and I'll and I'll look at it. And sometimes I'll be like, just ban them or just ignore it. Then there's other times I'm like, 
Let me see your phone. It's going to take about 15 minutes. And yeah. I'll take the phone and just flamethrow. And basically that is that is kind of how that process goes. So, yeah, if, if you're sending messages to Bo Junkie or you're making comments on Bo Junkie and it's getting liked um, or there's a nice comment back. That's my wife. Okay. Um, she she checks all that. So if she has to forward your content and your contribution onto me for a rebuttal, that's, yeah, that's not, it's not gonna be nice. That not generally, not no. Right, yeah. Not generally. I mean, sometimes it's information based, but sometimes she's just like, oh, and she'll know too. She knows. I she, do. She knows when I light the torch, get out the lighter, and fit to drop <laughs> some flames. But 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 basically, so so monster is here. Um, you are going to see them entering the space more. Uh, a proposal was made um, to several entities that are large and in charge of the real world, not archery, because this isn't the real world. No. Um, for an, for an or organizational rebranding, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, but we literally have interest right now, thanks to Joe, Callie, and thanks to Brian Quaka. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Um, I'm an architect. I don't want to be a monster athlete. I don't, I'm not interested in being the forefront of any of that shit. I mean, everyone sees Bo Junkie in these shirts and, um, I've been asked about how the shirts got started. I could tell you that story if you wanted, but, um, I didn't ask to do Bo Junkie. I didn't want to do Bo Junkie. Um, everything I had did up until Bo Junkie, I worked extremely hard to keep what I do a secret mm -hmm. because if you want to get any shit done in archery, you got to do it behind the scenes where no one knows. Yep. Or yep. the deep state will try to put their hands in it and then fuck it all up. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and so, uh, you know, basically, you know, I took over Bo Junkie. Just because I'm good at doing it doesn't mean I wanted to. Just to be honest. Um, it it was going to it was going to go away. There's Gaius Carter and Nina Hinton from AAE. Uh, 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 um, did you say Gaius like G-A-Y-E-S-T? <laughs> Not the no. gayest, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's gayest. That's the best spelling, though. Yeah. I've, I've heard yeah. about G-A-U-I-S. Oh, okay. I, I knew. I was just I was playing. It's biblical. You're not going to hell for that. Right. So, um, <laughs> and so as we start to get some of these larger entities being interested in our space, it's important. Like on the Bow Junkie stuff, I post about Monster and people are like, why are you supporting that death juice? It's from the devil. It kills oh, people. Oh, my God. And I'm like. So does texting and driving. So get your phone out and go for a drive and hope that it works out. Please. <laughs> uh, Merge now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, so, yeah. I hope you die. Yeah, I don't, I don't smoke. I, just, I politely want you to kill yourself. Yeah. I don't smoke or drink. But whenever uh, I see somebody smoking yeah. or drinking or I see a commercial for smoking or drinking, I'm like, I don't get triggered by it and be like, how dare you? When I see a NASCAR with Viagra on it, I'm not like. That's horrible. Right. Yeah. I don't use Viagra, but that doesn't mean I well, get triggered. It's like NASCAR and Winston Cup. Winston had to go away. Yeah. It's like, why? Right. That's that's the times we live in now. I know. It's Vir crazy virtue, stuff. Virtue signaling and all of that. So, mm -hmm. but we literally, that was probably a spike on the mic right You're there. Right. We got but, this awesome software that just takes that right out Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I should probably get some of that because... If you all saw my, of course, I post pictures of mine. It's the most simplest, horriblest bullshit podcast thing you could ever imagine. But it's just me and I don't care. And it works. So, right. Yeah, exactly. That's what matters. Dude, I didn't even know how many podcast downloads I had till Aaron Snyder from Kafaru asked me. And I'm like, what? Is well, that a thing? Do, do I look at that? And I was like, oh. Then I looked and it's almost a million. Wow. Awesome. That is awesome. I had no idea. I was like, what the fuck? That's cool. Yeah, That's awesome. I, yeah, it's it, we're almost to a million. Monetize that we're, shit. I, if I had the time or the interest, sure, but oh, I, yeah. dude, we're on platforms we didn't even know, know we were on. Right. Like we try to look at our downloads or whatever. You can't monitor that shit. You no, don't really know where you're at. No, because they look at the, at the RSS feed and what's trending and the other platforms pick it up. I mean, if you want to know how stupid I am, uh, everyone's like, you need to be on Podbean. Just ask me. Uh, <laughs> there it is. And with that, she's, I'm out. she's no, got she, broken down. She, oh no, she's she's a sniper. Don't even get it twisted. She's <laughs> I love it. She's that. She's the sniper. And so, um, but yeah, they, they'll look at the RSS feed. And so everyone's like, you need to be on Podbean. So I go to Podbean. I pay the hundred and whatever dollars a month, and I go to download it. And they're like, error, 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 error. Every single podcast. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's already on there. Yep. They don't give refunds, by the way. Oh, they don't? Oh, no. no. Every podcast is already on there because they had tracked the RSS feed and were like, oh, 
this podcast is yeah we need to have this in our yeah, catalog good. so yeah. they can tap into the rss feed without your permission you don't and see that's what happened with us yeah. i'm like fuck we're on that yeah we're stitcher that. and all this stitcher, other shit. Spreaker, yeah. podbean all these other little things i've never heard of right i'm like where's this coming from correct well that means that you're 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 giving a spike to the algorithm that draws some attention to you so keep that shit up okay and so that's basically how that works but we are literally on the precipice right now with monster and this other large entity who they've already they team up on lots of other stuff um the other entity owns a tv channel um, so yeah, we are on the precipice of potentially doing something that this sport's been waiting for, for a long, long time. And like I said, Joe Cali from monster, um, Brian Quaka, Pigman, he's going to be transitioning his brand into the recreational space. If you saw Brian, he was at the, uh, the Memphis Bass Pro for the damn Liberty Bowl. Really? There with like, if you go over to the monster thing, it's the Nintendo switch and they are basically playing the new Cabela's game. Yeah. So here, if you go over and play the Cabela's game, you get a ticket and then you get to go redeem it for a full monster, which this can you had in front of me was not. It was empty. Yeah, but that's where it came from. Exactly. (laughs) And so as we start, I mean, look at snowboarding, skateboarding, BMX, these kinds of companies take niche, what used to be niche activities, not sports, niche activities, and they turn them into sports. Bring it to the mainstream. Bingo. Yeah. Now, do they, depending on the thing, how much they have to change it, like snowboarding, they had to do some slight modifications because snowboarding used to be the black sheep of skiing. Yep. Now, it's kind of the opposite way around. Now they have 200 foot, million dollar freaking half tubes that go, I mean, dude, it's crazy. And so, what Monster can bring to the table and what this other entity can bring to the table for us is not just legitimacy, but it can get us out from underneath the thumb. Right. Of and, the- and they got ideas, too. Like, oh, yeah. they got a lot of fucking ideas. That's the reason why all this is, you know, fucking Red Bull. They did a lot for a lot of fucking sports. Guess what else they have? Expectations. Yeah. And oh, so. Yeah. So for us, you know, it's just one of those things where we have to be strategic. We have to be smart. Brian Quaka and, and his team over there, Justin Cook and their associates. This is all in development right now. But if you saw Brian Quaka over at the the Bass Pro event, had the monster had the monster thing behind him, they had all the video games going on next door. That kind of activation, this, like when you see monster here, this is this is the monster activation team. That's how this works. Brian will be able to have the monster activation team, which includes like the Nitro Circus. Jason Aldean. Oh, wow. shit. Freaking, yeah. Monster, monster sponsored folks. They're all part of the activation team. Monster, like let's say uh, Conor McGregor, just as a, as a name, is having some sort of an appearance and he wants, I would love for this to happen, but let's say he wanted an outdoor presence at his thing. Monster would call Brian and be like, hey, activation, you know, Power Rangers activate. Right, yeah. yeah. We need you here. And Brian Quaka would go rally the troops and do his part of the activation for Conor McGregor's event. Yep. That's the way that's the way all that works. But Brian and his team are doing a fantastic job. Obviously, they're drinking from a fire hose right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know what that means, go stick your garden hose in your mouth and turn it on full and see how that works out for (laughs) you. And then and then up it to the fire. hose. Exactly. It goes everywhere and you literally can't stop it you can't even hope to contain it you just try not to die yeah and so they're doing great joe cali is is continuing to to push ground for us and uh if we can get our poop in a group and we can and this is the thing i want to get out there to everybody whether you like brian quaker or not whether you like me or not whether you drink monster or not if you can't support something this big for the betterment of archery you're the problem, not the solution. Nope. There's a lot of problems out there. Amen. It is. And what, what ends up happening is as as the, the water rises, you know, high tide raises all ships. You get yes. these people who are the problem that essentially end up in the long run, get left way behind. They're right, right there with their butt hurt feelings and everybody else is marching yeah. forward. Correct. Yeah. But uh, however, in our sport, like the OPA, those people just don't stay behind. They stick. They will literally run up and put a stick in the bicycle tire of progress. Yeah. You're right. Just to just to stop it. You're right. Because they want to feel better about it. If it's not how I want it to be, yep. then that it's not right. going to happen. Well, and like, you know what they should do, honestly, 
and see, I'm really big about looking internal. When I have a problem with something, the first thing I do is look internal and like, am I the problem? Do I need to reshape my thought right. on this? If if I was an amateur, which I would be an amateur archer, but if I was butthurt and wanted to be in the OPA, I know I would look internal and be like, this is on me. I have to get better. I have to get a pro card. Right. It's up to me to pull up my big boy pants right. and do the steps I need to do to get to where I want to be. Instead of going around the back door and being like, hey, right. this isn't fair. Right. Or if you were a golfer and you wanted to and you uh, were at the Masters, the idea of saying it's bullshit, I can't go tee off with Tiger Woods would never cross your mind. No. Right. If you went to an NBA game, you're like, I'm on the YMCA team in my local town. Why the shit can't I play with LeBron? Yeah. Because you can't. There's levels to this. There's right? levels to this. And yeah. if you try to walk out there with Tiger Woods, four dudes my size are going to turn your butthole inside <laughs> out. And then we're going to end up in prison. Then we're going to open every door and hit every tree with your head <laughs> on the way to the gate. So speaking of the four dudes. So the other night we were at the. Uh, That's how you get down. Four dudes. That's yeah. cool. We One were, time. We were at the concert <laughs> Wednesday night. They had a. A little, yes. little concert. Damn yes. it, I can't. I forget this dude's name. He's an up and coming country guy. Sings, sings rednecker than you. But anyway, I'm there with um, Sean and Bo, and Sean is one of our good close friends. He's a hell of a drummer. They get down off the stage. We had been drinking a little bit, so we're all buzzing a little bit. We're feeling good and having fun. And they all the stage just like it's gone. The lights come on. Everybody's walking around. The mics are all still hot. I looked at Sean and I go, if you had a hair on your ass, you'd get up there on that drum set and just do us a solo right now. Because there's still like 200 people in the room. And he's sitting there with his beer and he's like looking at that, looking at me. And I'm like hard selling him. I'm like, right. come on, dude. This is going to be epic. Triple I'll go, dog there. Yeah. I go, oh, this is your time. This I'm going to be on Facebook Live. <laughs> you are going to light this place on fire. Nice. And he, Lori's over there going, Sean, no, Jimmy, stop. Sean, no, 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 stop. And she... Through the old stick in the bicycle wheel of progress of an epic story because there would have been four guys your size up there turning his bike Absolutely. I was that close having an epic moment. That would have been great. Oh, well, yeah. It's funny you mentioned not having a hair on your ass. Well, that's how these Hawaiian shirts got started. It was 2001, I believe, maybe 2002, that long ago. I was shooting Your young one of the, days. Right. <laughs> when I had not gray hair. And so I was shooting a 3D tournament in Sisters, Oregon with a bunch of buddies. And we were camping. And me and a buddy, Sean Lakin, still lives in Bend. Uh, we went into town to get supplies. So we walk into an Albertsons and they got the round rack of rayon Hawaiian shirts. And he says, you don't have one hair on your ass to wear one of those tomorrow. And I said, you buy it, I'll fly it. <laughs> <laughs> so back then I was only a double extra large. So they had a double extra large. He bought me one. It was the ugliest green and yellow. It looked like Bigfoot threw up on it. And then <laughs> it was horrible. I won the next day wearing it. Oh, no shit. Okay. On the way out of town, swung the truck and trailer into Albertsons, walked in. Grabbed every double X. <laughs> they, they were a whopping five ninety nine, by the way. Yeah. Grabbed every double X, and from that day forward, I think believe it was two thousand one until today. I've the Hawaiian shirts have been my thing. So no kidding. That that's is how that awesome. Got started. That's, uh, I, yeah, that's how that got started. That yeah. is very cool. Yeah, that's, it's not necessary. I still don't like Hawaiian shirts. I just wear them because they're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And I only wear them when I'm doing bow junkie stuff or when I'm shooting. It's not like I wear them at home. Oh, you don't break them out for sexy time at home? No. Uh, sh no shirts required for that. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. The only suit needed for that is a birthday <laughs> one. And so, but hey, man, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Keep up the good work. I mean, I know, you know, I know in this industry, everyone expects, you know, you know, Monster and this other company. Well, guess what? Joel Olstein is not coming into our industry to dump some of his millions of dollars. Yep. So shut your mouth. Yep. And let the grown folks do the talking. There you go. And it's not like Pablo Escobar and his crew are coming to sponsor archery. It's not a Coke. It's not. No. Right. It's yeah. literally Coca-Cola. Yes, that Coca-Cola that owns Monster. And if they want to come into our space, whether you use the product or not, I mean, look, it's like this. If Old Spice wanted to come into our space and you stinky old some bitches that don't use pit stick got upset about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Just because you don't use deodorant doesn't mean we want to run old spice out of here. And so 
people in this sport just need to understand that, you know, progress needs to happen because we're dying on the vine. Yeah. Period. Yep. And even though recreational sports is a growth sector, we need both. We need both revenue streams. And so that's just basically what I'm pushing for. Brian Quaka and his team are pushing for it. We need to keep it rolling. But you guys keep doing your thing. And I know being a mildly unfiltered media outlet, uh-huh. I say mildly because even you and even me, we don't say everything we think. No. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, for those of you wondering, there is a line. Trust me. We, we have recorded podcasts that we can't release. Correct. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I haven't went that far because I'm too lazy and I'm all by myself. So if I record the shit, I'm posted. <laughs> um, ain't nobody got time for that. Right. Yeah. But you guys keep up the good work. I really appreciate it. Kathy, Thank that was guys. awesome to, to have you on today. You have any parting words? No. That's no. my wife right there. No. So she is negative. We, we're going to make her say our parting words. So at the end of every episode, I say, until next time. And then he'll say, say wobbly. So when we when we finally cut, I'm going to go until next time. And Kathy's going to go stay wobbly. How's that now? OK. All right. Hey, <laughs> there you go. So that's it. Thank yeah. you both very much. Yeah. I appreciate the time you give us every year, Greg. Absolutely. It means buddy. a lot to us. It, anytime you guys just shoot me a text or a message I, or whatever. We know you're busy as fuck. And we, we kind of like to aggravate you, too. It, yeah. I, I thought it was funny. Hey, yeah. if, if, if you're going to dish it out as much as I dish it out, <laughs> you had goddamn well better be able to take it. That's and, right. and so some people are like, well, Greg's thin skinned. No, Greg just runs out of patience with stupidity. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And so when I crack back that hard, that's just basically what it is. But now, man, I enjoy talking to you guys. Anytime you guys ever want to chit chat, holler back at your boy. Thank you. Um, I do need to have you guys on my podcast just because we could have a good time talking about some stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and I'd down. love to be able to use the platform to kind of get your guys' podcast out there, too. Sure. Because, we you know, that. unlike there's a shit ton of podcasts out there. Let's be honest. Yep. But. Not all of them are good. Not all of them put out information and or entertainment yep. the way that they should. A lot of these people are just starting podcasts because they think it's a way to make a bunch of money. I mean, that's... You know what we've made? Yeah, absolutely nothing. We you've, don't even advertise for ourselves. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, right. There's reasons why. You said it earlier. Monster has expectations. We well, don't want to have to fulfill expectations. <laughs> yeah. Well... Well, your parents would agree. <laughs> That's how we get down, son. I love it. But no, man, I, I appreciate what you guys do. I appreciate everybody out there. And and I know for a lot of folks that that might just get a snapshot of me on the Internet. And they're like, that guy's a dick. You're right. <laughs> However, all I ever ask from people is I don't care if you hate me. I don't care if you don't like me. Just have a reason. Yeah. Don't be because. Well, so he, he said something to some guy this one time four years ago, and, and I heard that I'm not supposed to like it. Well, whatever. Get to know me, then hate me, and we're good. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's it. So I appreciate it. Thanks, guys, thank you guys. for having us on. Yes, and Kathy, thank you. until next time. Stay wobbly. I love it. <laughs> you just made the intro. Love you, some bitches. All right. Love, <laughs> peace, and